0: hi guys
1: i'm toad and i'm the fizz and we're duking, duking it, it out.
0: out oh my god
1: it's our <laughs> penultimate episode
0: wait that mean we're only going to three
1: i thought that's what you posted on instagram
0: i said that most of them fail after three so like if we stick with our track record then yes yes
1: it is that's exciting. <laughs>
0: But as the name implies, and those of you who follow our Instagram and saw our Valentine's Day teaser post, today we are talking about different weapons. Mm -hmm. So originally, we had a really complicated concept. Um, While at work, I built several iterations of an Excel sheet where there are multiple factors for ranking weapons like effectiveness, ease of use, And range, I think. And then they were all standardized to be on a percentage scale. And then there are modifiers on if it required ammo. And then there was also a coolness modifier, you could add. And what did we do with that, Zachary?
1: Well, it was really well thought out. It was scientific. It was probably the definitive way to determine a weapon's effectiveness. And so I think we decided it was not for this podcast. Exactly.
0: Exactly.
1: So I appreciate all the work that you did, but I think instead, what we decided to do was much better.
0: So what we're doing instead is we each picked our top five weapons, and that's according to whatever criteria we want. So we each have a list of five weapons, ranked one through five, of what we think are just like the best weapons, basically.
1: And just to make sure live on the air that I'm making things correctly... Like five is the bottom of the list. Right. One is the best. Okay.
0: Yes. So what we've done is we have our top five weapons and then we also have five scenarios. So we're going to be going through picking a scenario at random out of a hat and then Whichever one of us created that scenario, we'll read it off. And so for the first scenario, we will have to talk through what our number one weapon was and how we would apply it in that scenario. And then go on from there with the second scenario being our second favorite weapon. Okay. So I, I think that without further ado, we could just get started. <laughs> All right. Okay. I am reaching into the hat. I am rustling through the little papers. All right. We are starting, shockingly, with scenario number one.
1: Whoa. I could never have seen this coming.
0: All random, folks. So
1: scenario one
0: is my scenario. It's very scientific. And as is fitting for a scientist, in this scenario, we are going to be playing the part of a botanist. Oh. So here we go. Okay. You're a botanist studying the flora of the Amazon rainforest. And like any good botanist, you carry both a healthy hatred of animals and an arsenal of weapons at all times. (laughs) As you lick a tree to determine its age, your senses suddenly tingle and you roll out of the way just as a jaguar drops down from the trees on the spot you had just stood. You stand up, reaching for your weapon. Maybe you can scare it off. If not, you're ready to meet it in a fight. Whoa. All right. So, Zachary, what is your number one weapon?
1: So, my number one weapon is a whip. Ooh. Um, Chosen because I feel like it's really iconic. There's Samus from the Metroid games ends up with a plasma whip at some point, and that's really cool. And... Ivy from Indiana Soul Calibur, Indiana Jones. There's it's a like lot. The cat number Woman. one for me, yeah. Ooh, and Batman yeah. Returns, the Catwoman, like. And it's ironic Anakin. because
0: now you're having to fight a cat with it.
1: Yes, and so I'm I'm thinking of how I'll do this, and I'm gonna plan a strategy while you tell me what your number one was, or do I decide first so, what I'm gonna do with
0: it? My number one is a pair of brass knuckles (gasps) and like brass knuckles are just like i think one of the coolest weapons in the world Mm -hmm. um they are actually legal to own in our state um if you were wondering um and to carry that's the state of denial (laughs) 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 it's true (laughs) (laughs) But no, I just feel like brass knuckles are really versatile because it's the one weapon that not only does it inflict more damage on your opponent by wearing them, they actually also protect you from taking Mm -hmm. damage as you inflict it. So like it's got an offense and a defense. So as everyone knows, the best (laughs) offense is a good offensive defense.
1: And that's like a a double offense, single defense strategy and yeah, that's what you've, you've done got, your whole life
0: you've got twice the offense but still like 100 percent defense so like you can't lose you um
1: I don't, you can't you can't and i i almost included well i guess we'll have to see if if we'll see if oh, Wip, where Br- brass knuckles took a spot on our lists respectively. we will
0: but i think i could really just beat the crap out of a jaguar with some brass knuckles
1: you do i do how would
0: you do even that? if it did get the drop on me? <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, that was a really good joke. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so you would just punch the jaguar. I would. After like, you lick the, the trees. Well, you have to see how old it is by That's the taste true. of the sap. Is that truly
0: how botanists operate? I mean, I've never met a botanist, hmm.
1: but like There's I no way doubt to know. it.
0: Yeah. So tell me about your whip.
1: Okay, my whip, in this scenario, as a botanist, it's probably a regular whip. But I'm really proficient in it. And so I would probably... Do jaguars, like, they roar, right? I mean, they're cats, so probably. So I would probably wait till it roared or yawned. And then I would take my whip and I would, like, lasso its canine and pull its canine out Like, just one. Yeah, I think that's all you need. I think once that happens, it would be like, I'm getting the fuck out of Dodge.
0: Okay. I mean, that is fair. Thank you. All right. I think we're ready for scenario the next.
1: Scenario the next.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's what it is. All right. Let's see. What are we doing next? All right. We have scenario... Number four, Ooh. which I believe is one of yours.
1: It is. So for scenario number four, <sighs> okay. you're conducting your daily weapon drills in your driveway when your high school crush, CCBB walks by, her flaxen hair billowing in the wind. Doddling several feet behind her is her bitch husband, Ronnie, your high school bully, pushing their newborn spawn in a carriage. You reach for the closest weapon at hand. Maybe, just maybe, if you can impress CC, she'll realize what a mistake her life has been. Use your impressive skills as a weapon master to make CC question every choice she's ever made.
0: Oh, wow. So it's CC, her husband, and they're all Their spying. Child. Yeah. Okay. So my number two.
1: Wait. Oh, it's number two.
0: It's number okay. two. Because this is the second scenario. Oh,
1: this is so good. This is
0: highly convoluted. (laughs) So I feel like my number two is actually really good for this one because my number two is a crossbow, and like I feel like crossbows are like super impressive.
1: They're really impressive.
0: So, is he wearing a hat?
1: The husband, Uh, Ronnie, the bitch husband,
0: the Ronnie, uh, yeah,
1: yeah, he is, and it's backwards. It's a ball cap.
0: Oh, okay. So I. I'm going to pick up my crossbow and it's already loaded with like a bolt, obviously. Yeah. And you're not, doing, going... your,
1: you're not doing a weapon drill with. unloaded,
0: <laughs> Right. Crossbows. Yeah. What, what kind of a yeah. loser would do that? Ronnie. He would, he probably doesn't even own a crossbow. No. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to. Position myself towards them, get my, my shooting stance. Ooh. And then I'm going to say, Hey, Ronnie. Remember that time you kick the football between the the football things that you kick a football between?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And he's gonna look at me and he's gonna be like, Who the heck are you? Yeah. And
1: would. then I'm
0: gonna shoot the crossbow <gasps> through the bill. And it's a flat bill. Wow. It his is backwards a flat backwards bill. baseball cap. Wow. And like somehow I'm gonna get it so that it comes down from above and then it goes like straight down. <laughs>
1: You're gonna. And jump. It's just
0: like sticking out. Yeah,
1: you're gonna get air.
0: Yeah, it's like gonna be super impressive. And then I'm gonna like get on one knee. Wow. Next to CC, and pledge to be her knight.
1: Wow, that was so, actually pretty romantic. Top. I back. have some questions. Okay. If you shot a crossbow downwards through the bill of his backwards baseball cap, mm-hmm. like. Do you think the hat would just fly off of him or do you think he would his head would be brought down to the ground with the hat? What are you hoping?
0: I feel like he has a really big head and so mm. the cap is like wedged on there. So I don't think the cap's coming off.
1: Wow. So you're you're take he's going down with the ship.
0: He's just going to fall backwards onto the concrete.
1: You know, that is romantic, but I think I think my idea and my weapon is probably a little bit better suited. If I'm being oh, so my number two is <laughs> the uh, the hidden blade from the Assassin's Creed games,
0: <laughs> like in the in the arm things, right? Yeah,
1: like the thing that you just like bring it out and then wreak havoc. Oh, yeah. And so I think I would probably run inside and like put on a tunic. Like something really old looking, like an Assassin's Creed time. Yeah. And then I would, I guess I'd like get up, crawl up onto the the roof.
0: Do you have a pile of hay you, or straw you could jump into next to your house?
1: I usually clear it away when I'm doing weapons training.
0: Yeah, you don't want that stuff getting into your weapons.
1: I think what I would do is I would just jump on Ronnie And, like, rear my arm back with the blade out. So fully unhidden. Okay. And say, like, I could have done this. I could have got you. And I would probably, like, tell Cece I could have gotten him.
0: Yeah, she'll see, like, how noble you are. Maybe. When you say you're going to jump on him, are you, like, tackling him? Or are you, like, jumping on him like he's, like, giving you a piggyback ride?
1: I think I'm also getting air, and I'm jumping at him man to man to man, like facing each other, just like, it's not oh, a Oh, dude.
0: Like, okay. Yeah. That's so dramatic.
1: And I won't hurt him. And I'm not threatening violence on anybody, but I'm letting do them you know.
0: Cece, like, do you think she might take that as a threat?
1: Yeah, I'm starting to actually hear what I said. And I think Cece might be disturbed.
0: Yeah. And so That's probably why she didn't go out with you in high school
1: you want to draw another scenario
0: yeah let's uh this is a sensitive topic folks let's keep going yeah all right let's do scenario number five wow that's another one of yours
1: it is okay so in Mm -hmm. scenario number five hmm, once again father has asked you to take out the trash even though he knows the gravel hurts the soles of your tender feet you glumly wheel the trash receptacle into the alley only to discover a flock of teenagers playing handball against your garage door. If they awaken Chauncey from his slumber, father will be positively apoplectic. You reach into your pocket to grab your weapon. You must scare them off. But how?:
0: I don't want to wake up Chauncey. No, I don't think. OK. So for this third scenario Mm-mm. that we've read, my weapon. Is that spiked glove that Tasha Yar used in Code of Honor. With like the ball that she put over her fist with the spikes on it. And it's also poisoned.
1: And this is an episode of The Next Generation.
0: It is, if anyone was wondering. And if you haven't listened to our first episode where we talk Tasha Yar, I'd highly recommend that you do that. Especially... Because we don't talk
1: about this glove
0: in that episode at all.
1: <laughs> That's what I was about to say. <laughs> wow. So you would scare how would you scare a group of handball playing teenagers off?
0: Well, the issue is that apparently I'm pulling this out of my pocket. But right. luckily for me, I'm wearing my steel cargo pants that has like a slot to put the glove in so that I'm not like stabbing myself. Because, so I like, just
1: look up the glove. And hmm? I just looked up the glove. Yes, and I I remember this. It looks like a just a long oblong lump of an arm with spikes on the end. It's,
0: <laughs> it's just like a sphere that fits over your hand, and I imagine there's like a handle in there to hold on to, and then it's just like spiky.
1: This is kind so of I would a pull surprising... it out. <laughs>
0: this is obviously the third best weapon not just in the real world but in any fantasy world and that's why it's on number three on my list because like it's so great like it's so versatile (laughs) okay so i'm going to put it on my hand like really slowly and dramatically and they probably like haven't even noticed me yet but i'm doing this mainly just like pump myself up you know yeah and then i start marching towards them but My feet really hurt, so they start to like bleed as I'm walking on the gravel. Whoa!
1: Immediate. Oh, because of the tender soles.
0: Yeah. So like I keep going, and oh. then I'm like, "Hey, losers! Don't wake up, Chauncey. Father will beat me."
1: Oh, and then like effort.
0: I start swinging that glove around like, in, like <laughs> ornate circles, <laughs> like in a like infinity circle in front of me, and I do all these like whack maneuvers. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: So, and I think the, the crazy thing about this is the weapon, the glove is not heavy enough that, like, you're getting momentum that's going to keep you spinning. Like, you're going to have to be, the spinning is all on you.
0: Like, it's just me. But unfortunately, I'm really uncoordinated. So, like, I accidentally, like, bash it into my other arm oh. and, like, poison myself and collapse.
1: And that, does that scare them?
0: It does. They run away. So, like, I am successful
1: i would be really scared
0: like i would be so scared
1: okay um all right so what have you got so the teens would actually be probably way more terrified of me my third weapon is needles (laughs) Um, like how many infinite okay so i'm i'm thinking specifically of there's a in the Super Smash Brothers games. I mean, Zelda is obviously from The Legend of Zelda. But there's a character called Sheik that you can play as and in the that... Smash Brothers games. And she Zelda, can collect right? needles. It is Zelda. Spoiler alert. Oh, no! She can, she can throw needles at people. That's really cool. It's really cool. It's really easy to carry around compact i can reach i reach into my pocket i'm reaching in my pocket right now irl sans scenario needles
0: that's crazy you just take it with you everywhere
1: um only when i need to be armed and i okay. do need to be armed while recording the podcast
0: like you never know what's gonna happen so i think like what we i would received do... threats
1: on this podcast <laughs> from each other yes so I think I would say probably, hey, you. And it would be really it's really hard because teens are are really scary, probably the scariest of the age groups mm-hmm. like they are. And I would say. How, I don't know how many teens there are. Mm. I would say stand with your back up against the garage door right now. And then I'd but wait for them. We... Yeah, I'd wait for them to do that. And they would just like stand up against the garage door and I would throw the needles Like in the movie, Adam's family values when Raul Julia playing Gomez, like throws the things, the knives at a person, and they stick to the wall. And they're like, "Oh, like there's a knife all around their outline, but they're yeah."
0: And you're gonna do that with the needles?
1: Yeah, with all of them. I'd pin their clothes into the the garage door.
0: That's crazy. Like that takes a lot of precision.
1: It it does, and I think I could do it, but I guess I'm now realizing once the door lifts for when it's time for Chauncey to feed, I don't know what will happen to the people.
0: Do you think there's space like at the top for them to like fly up? Yeah, or do they just get smooshed.
1: They might just have to stare at the ceiling. But honestly, they could probably, if there's three teens, I could probably only pin two. And so the third one would let them free. And I'd say, you, unpin. I'd feel really cool by that point because they're scared.
0: And would that one unpin the others and then flee? Wow.
1: A good friend would.
0: Yeah, it's true. And if they leave them there, you know, like they leave them there. Like maybe they can be there for the next time that Chauncey, you know, needs to feed on something.
1: That's true. Wow. That's rough. We did it.
0: we did. That was great. That was a good scenario. Like, it's so realistic. Thank you. All right. Are we ready for scenario number four?
1: Yeah, we are.
0: Let's see. What are we going to pull out of the hat? Oh, it's an actual God. Captain America baseball cap.
1: Oh, an actual one.
0: It's an actual hat. Why do you want people to know? Like, this is legit, you know?
1: Well, I thought you meant like actually worn by Captain America.
0: Oh, no. It just has his like shield on the front. Okay. All right. Our next scenario is number two.
1: Ooh.
0: All right. So this is one of mine. hmm I think I actually like my scenario three better, but it's okay. We'll do number two. Okay. You're the captain of a transport ship passing through a region of space known to hide pirates and renegades. Ooh. The rest of the crew is in cryogenic sleep and can't be quickly, quickly woken if something goes wrong, but it probably won't. Your sensors immediately start alarming and then a ship docks against your airlock. Pirates! You climb to your bunk and pull your weapon from hiding. You're not sure how many there are, but you need to get rid of them one way or another without damaging either the cryopods or the ship's (sighs) structural integrity. What weapon did you bring?
1: Wow. Immediately at a disadvantage.
0: Oh, do you have a projectile weapon for this one?
1: No, my plan was involved smashing the cryogenic pods. So oh little... no,
0: that's a caveat like of the scenario. Like you can't okay. damage the pods.
1: Okay. So what's your well, number four? My number four weapon is a really big hammer.
0: That's like kind of similar to mine, but like not really.
1: Okay. I'm thinking like I don't know if you know who <laughs> I, I never thought I'd be thirty-two years old talking about Amy Rose from Sonic the Hedgehog on a podcast with my cousin. <laughs> <laughs> no, which one is that? She's the pink girl. Okay. And she has but a big hammer. Not tails. Not tails. Amy okay. has a, she loves Sonic and she has a big hammer and like Harley Quinn. Has a big hammer sometimes. Kirby
0: sometimes has a big hammer. I I made that hammer for a cosplay. Wow. Like I have that hammer.
1: It's right here. (laughs) Yeah, you're armed for this podcast as well.
0: Okay, no, that's a cool weapon. But like you need space to swing it, I feel like.
1: Well, I think what I would do. I think the great thing about a hammer is everything's a nail when you're holding one. Wow. Thank you. And so I would hold it actually by the hammer part, the bulb, and I would stick out like the stick, you know what I'm talking about the stick is facing out. yeah, and I would like- actually probably use it to poke soft parts of the pirates because I have to it's a it's you've kind of you know i'm I'm thinking on my feet because I really wanted to smash the pods with the hammer. And so I guess I'm just gonna have to stick ho, ho, bulb holding the hammer stick people in the eyes.
0: Have you sharpened the handle no. of the hammer? Okay. Very dull. Okay, but like maybe they have really big eyeballs because they're like in space and there's not much light there, so like they've evolved uh, larger eyes for you to okay. poke.
1: That's that makes sense. I like that. Yeah,
0: I I think that's reasonable. I
1: could also bounce on the hammer like a pogo stick with my feet placed on the base yeah and i could maybe do some aerial tricks hammer and that barang. would work
0: it would work really well if it was like one of those rubber mallets but like giant yep. like it actually would be bouncy wow
1: i think that's what i brought with me actually
0: yeah yeah that's what i thought
1: so <laughs> thank you so i would be doing that what was your weapon
0: so my weapon is a tomahawk.
1: Wow. Because,
0: okay, so every 4th of July, this is real. Every 4th of July, <laughs> my husband and I, we watch The Patriot. Um, and like, it's just Mel Gibson being this PTSD-ridden, like, traumatized war veteran. Wow. Just going to town on people. <gasps> on redcoats no. with this tomahawk that he got during the french and indian war
1: wow and, like
0: it is brutal and like like tomahawks are cool
1: and that's so, what you want
0: i like i want i want to be him like i want like all of that trauma you know
1: yeah of course just that
0: that rage yeah um so
1: you lack a I, lot of anger and rage
0: i do you know I and never I, to I, I need that. more yeah yeah no i appreciate the feedback yeah um, but I think that I would like kind of use that kind of guerrilla warfare strategy that evolved during the revolutionary war and like hide in different spots on the ship and wow. then take them out one by one.
1: Okay, um I will concede I think you absolutely had the coolest. That might be the coolest combination of scenario and weapon so far.
0: Like it's like it worked out well.
1: And like I pictured war paint on your face
0: but it's just like engine grease
1: yeah and you're like <laughs> not traumatized you're like perfectly, not all. yeah i'm wow. like hey
0: guys how are you doing
1: but then you're like pull ducking out of pipes and yanking people up and
0: but i say that like as i crawl out of the pipe
1: and that becomes like your your cry
0: and it's my war cry
1: hey guys how you doing wow
0: yeah all right we've got one so- left It's time for our last scenario. And I think that we've done two of each of ours. We have. Um, Which means that this last scenario could be either one of ours.
1: It really, it could.
0: It could. All right. And this is scenario number six. That's yours.
1: So at this last scenario, let me get it ready. This one's a little bit shorter. Your grief counselor suggests that the accident has set you into a depressive spiral. He suggests medication and psychotherapy as you work through your traumas. Timely. Depressed, you scoff. That's impossible. Could a depressed person learn how to do this? Reaching into your bag, you grab the first weapon you touch. Give your grief counselor the show of a lifetime
0: okay so like i like that we went from like captain of like a, a spaceship to like this
1: <laughs> to a and, grieving like, weapons carrier
0: so like my weapon my number five weapon <laughs> is just a glock nine mil
1: okay well
0: i feel like that's just like bad
1: <laughs> like, <laughs> how would you put on a show for him Let's see. Do you want me to go? So
0: I also know how to juggle. Do you really? I I learned how to juggle when I was probably like 11 years old. And my sister acquired a learn how to juggle kit. Oh, wow. um, Which included three juggling balls and an instruction booklet. And because I was homeschooled and didn't have any friends, I quickly mastered the art of juggling. So I'm going to pull out my Glock. (laughs) yeah And then i'm also gonna pull out my three juggling balls that i take with me like everywhere yeah. because yeah. it's like a real like it calms you down you know it does. like it's the weight
1: in your pocket yes. mm-hmm.
0: and it's like i just gotta juggle man yeah so i'm gonna pull out the juggling balls and start juggling and then like sequentially as each one is in the air i'm gonna like quickly like unholster my weapon wow. and then shoot balls like in order
1: that is crazy and I have to say I don't think a depressed person
0: like not, not would at all. Do that. Like what depressed person carries that stuff around with them
1: and juggles with it and puts on yeah. a show for their grief counselor.
0: <laughs> so what uh what do you carry around with you in your weapon satchel?
1: So my number 5 weapon uh is a little bit also tricky to work with in this scenario. It's a blow dart. <gasps> I love that. Thank you. We both chose kind of like single purpose almost weapons for number five. Mm -hmm. And I think what I would do is my blow dart needles, darts, the needle on the dart, the tip is very sharp and they're very fine darts. And so they can actually, I can blow them so hard they go through glass.
0: Like without shattering it.
1: Right. It just leaves a little, it's like a little pin hole, but a little That's bit crazy. Thicker. And so I would probably stand as far away from the windows as I could to, to demonstrate just how fucking hard I can blow these darts. I can blow it from the opposite side of the room, hit it through the window and it still doesn't shatter. And I would do that. And it does take a bit of time to reload and to regain my composure after I expel the air, yeah. but I would probably need at least seven darts and i would make a smiley face so that would be yeah one that's perfect eyes, and that's yeah that's kind and of depressed tearing people up a like, don't
0: do that like depressed exactly. people like don't make happy faces like Not i know when you were depressed like you just send me the little flat face emoji mm-hmm. and like the day that you sent me like the first smiley face emoji that's when, you yeah,
1: that's when, like when you I knew yeah you're
0: coming out of the darkness <laughs>
1: <laughs> wow
0: man i didn't expect this to get this heavy
1: i i didn't either and i i think you actually you mentioned getting some fan mail today
0: okay so we were gonna move straight to a trivia segment at Mm -hmm. the end but we actually did have a listener send in a scenario to us which is just like crazy but i love that like somebody did this um so I have read this, um, okay, because I was reading through the messages. But I know that you right. haven't read this one yet. So, no, I had to stop
1: reading the messages after the brick last week. That really, th- the brick thrower,
0: I really threw you.
1: Yeah, I they I, call me a brick because I'm thrown.
0: <laughs> right? Yeah.
1: <laughs> okay, so let's hear what that scenario that came up with was.
0: So this is a scenario, and what I thought we could do for this one is pick. Which of our five weapons we think would be best Ah. for this? Okay. so whichever one we think is like the, you know, the most like perfect for this scenario. Okay. All right. So I feel like this person is a huge nerd because it it says you've always wanted to go to San Diego Comic Con. (laughs) But how were you to know that all flights out of Ohio would be canceled for a full week as part of a new isolationist social experiment sponsored by a team up between the hell is real billboard (laughs) and grandpa's cheese barn? Wow. So now you have to do the only thing you can do. Don your Fallout vault suit, strap on that football pad armor, and steal a car to hightail it at the 3,000-odd miles to Cali. Your target is a 1969 lime green Dodge Dart with an odometer reading of 99,710 miles and a top speed of 115 miles per hour. But the salesman ain't going to let it go without a fight unless you can sneak away the keys. What Ah. are you going to do? Can I just say, I love how specific this is.
1: Like, it's just such great detail. I'm wondering if they know something we don't. Like, about that specific car? Well, about that specific isolationist experiment.
0: (sighs) Yeah, that's kind of worrisome.
1: Yeah, but it's it's a really fun scenario. It is. And I have the perfect answer. (gasps) All right, what what would you use to steal that car? So there are... I, there was one thing I really wanted to get a scenario to like use the whip for. Mhm. And I would simply use the whip, crack it through the air, and the the very tip of it snags and snarls around the key ring. It snarls. Yeah, it it snarls because it it makes this weird sound. It's made of this material Ah, okay. And it will kind (laughs) of, and it will snag those keys and bring them back to me. You know, like you can use it almost like a boomerang.
0: Yeah, exactly. Just like right into your hand.
1: And it cracks so loud.
0: Like it does. It's like that bullwhip where it's like, you know, like breaking the sound barrier.
1: And it actually shatters all the glass in the dealership.
0: Except for the Dodge Dart.
1: Yeah. And I just book it in my little, what are you bringing?
0: So, I think I'm going to actually take a kind of different approach to this.
1: Oh.
0: I'm going to use the spiked glove from Tashi Yar. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, why wouldn't you?
0: And what I'm going to do is I'm going to break off one of the spikes to mm. jimmy the lock of the car. <gasps> and then I'm going to hotwire it. Cuz I know how to do
1: that. How are you going to break off a spike without getting poisoned?
0: Well, I'm wearing my Fallout Vault suit. Mm. So, not only am I wearing my Pip Boy, I'm also wearing my super thick leather gloves mm. that also give me um, poison immunity.
1: Oh, I forgot you had those. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, you never know when this will come in handy.
1: I think either way, we're both going to get to Comic Con.
0: Like, we are. Like, it's going to be a great road trip.
1: That was a great weapons discussion. We and really duped it out
0: we certainly did
1: so now we've got another segment to close the episode out with and it might be a recurring segment we'll see Mm -hmm. we're gonna do something called obvious trivia where i'm gonna ask Teresa something that's really obvious in my sphere of knowledge and she's gonna do the same of me
0: And we're going to go back and forth, right, with our questions. Is that the plan?
1: Yeah. And I think they're going to increase with difficulty. Mine do.
0: Okay. Uh, Why don't you go first?
1: Okay. So this week for me, I'm just going to be, I'm going to tell you the iconic video game weapon, and you have Mm -hmm. to tell me it's equally iconic video game franchise.
0: All right. I'm ready to prove my knowledge.
1: With my fiance earlier today. and How'd that go? He was concerned you would only know the easy one but we'll see.
0: Okay. Well, I am ready for shame.
1: Yeah, you are. So, the first weapon is the super mushroom.
0: That's from Mario.
1: It is. Is it? A- <laughs> you did. Wow, I got kind of nervous for a second.
0: Okay okay so i may or may not have gone entirely off the rails with my questions i'm
1: ready okay let's see what i know
0: and like you're not gonna know. <laughs> but it's funny i'm ready and, like, okay is it
1: obvious to you
0: no <laughs> i mean I, I knew all of these okay <laughs> okay what is the name of the fantasy film starring a young charlie cox and claire danes where a young man goes to a magical kingdom beyond a Starnest. wall yes that's right
1: <laughs> okay yay we're one and one <laughs> okay we are oh that's exciting i didn't think we would be rooting for each other i'm okay. not oh <laughs> are you ready for are you ready for me- the medium yes what video game franchise is the Master Sword from?
0: Uh, Zelda. The Legend of it, Zelda. Yes! Yes!
1: This is crazy. So
0: in my Slumdog Millionaire moment, the reason I know uh-huh. this <laughs> is because I once dated a guy who was really uh-huh. into Zelda. And he like had a copy or like a replica of that sword. Like it wasn't the real thing. It was a replica.
1: Yeah. <laughs> okay. The real thing was actually gone a long time ago in the war What's
0: it oh
1: oh (laughs) yeah (laughs) okay ready
0: for number two i am okay in star wars what is the code name of the empire's project to create the first death star
1: oh that is harder (laughs) like you're not gonna do (laughs) it I was gonna guess that they kept it in as an is it an Easter egg?
0: No, they talk about it in one of the movies. Okay, in Rogue One.
1: Oh, in Rogue One. Yes, <laughs> I have. No, I was gonna say I don't know. So Star the answer? Killer?
0: No, that is the name of Me. Kylo Ren's plan to build oh. a planet. And that was also going
1: to be Luke's last name, I think, right? I don't
0: know. I yeah, that, it, was originally it was Luke Starkiller. It was. <laughs> okay, so the answer of the code name is yeah. Project Stardust.
1: Ah, uh, I sense a theme.
0: <laughs> it's a theme.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that was so good. I could have gotten that. Okay, oh, are you ready yeah. for the hard one?
0: I am. Like, I'm not going to get it.
1: Well, I have like a... I I can give you a second weapon from this franchise if it helps. Okay. What franchise has a game that has a weapon called the Buster Sword? The Buster Sword? Yes. I don't know this one. Do you want to know another weapon from that franchise? Yes.
0: I would like a hint.
1: It's... There's a weapon called the gun blade.
0: The gun blade. Yes, I feel like I should know that one. Is it like a gun that's merged with a blade? In a way. Is it Red Dead Redemption?
1: <laughs> it's not, but that was a great guess. No, it wasn't. What was so it? The Buster Sword is the uh, main character in Final Fantasy VII's weapon in oh. the. Gunblade is the protagonist from final fantasy 8's weapon
0: i've never played those i think you'd
1: enjoy the story
0: i think i would too and like i feel like the visuals are really pretty i always wanted They're a chocobo to ride
1: we are a final fantasy household you and me in our house you
0: together. are yeah we live together <laughs>
1: <laughs> what's the third <laughs> trivia
0: okay. okay what is the code name For the Remnants of Zeon's mission to drop a colony on Earth in Mobile Suit Gundam 0083 Stardust
1: Memories. I think think if I remember correctly, it might be Stardust.
0: It is! Operation Stardust!
1: Wow!
0: Well, that means that we were tied two to two.
1: I think we're going to have to duke it out again
0: <laughs> we off are behind
1: the scenes
0: with real weapons
1: you know this was a lot of fun this
0: was a lot of fun
1: <laughs> I guess we'll do it again one more time
0: yep this is our both our sophomoric and penultimate episode
1: unless we can break the podcast curse that yeah. that wit put on you yeah <laughs> i was just seven years old and she said one day there will be things called podcasts and nobody will listen to them and you'll make one and you'll fail and
0: nobody will listen to yours and you will die alone and then she like shriveled up
1: yeah that i that's what you told us and that whole time we were looking at you and you were just sitting there staring into space and then you said you guys you'll never guess what just happened
0: and then, like, when podcasts started, you guys were like, that's crazy. Truth have predicted this.
1: <laughs> yeah, things got a little weird.
0: They did. But they're, they're
1: mostly normal now.
0: Mostly. But if we could break the curse, you know, That'd they be will great. be back to normal forever.
1: Well, I w- thanks, everybody, for submitting your questions, for advice, and your scenarios for us to use fictional weapons in.
0: And thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, if you would like to reach out, we are on Instagram, and our name is Toad and the Fizz Podcast. You can also shoot us an email at toadandthefizz at gmail dot com, and that link is also on our Instagram page as well. Um, so we appreciate everybody listening and you know subscribing to catch our new podcasts as they come out.
1: Yeah, and we'll see you next time.
0: We will hear you next time.
1: Uh, but we- <laughs> Bye. Bye. We did it.